Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school fangirls rewatch the show and defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. Okay, so this week we are doing four months ago, which is supposed to be the six months ago of season two, but it is not that good. So um, just prepare for us having a lot of bones to pick this episode. Um, I I see what they were trying to do by having another flashback episode, but with exception, it's, oh, it's not that good of an episode. I'm sorry. It's just not. <laughs> As I said to Keisha earlier, I went in the episode Hungry. I was looking for, like, a lunch. Instead, I found a snack. In more ways than one, but beside the point. Uh, (laughs) And, uh... A snack isn't as filling as having lunch. So, like, it was a good snack, but it was, you know, not filling. Yeah, like... It's like when you go to a sit-down, you know, theme restaurant. And you get, like, some tasty little, like, chicken poppers or something. Mm -hmm. And then your, your main food comes. And it's not that good, and the portions are small. And, uh, it's overpriced. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, I'm warning everyone right now. Um, there are parts we, we love about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also other parts <laughs> that occur. Uh, and I think it all just sort of comes down to what they decided to spend time focusing on mm-hmm. and the decisions made therein. And so, I think it would be fun, just at the before we even get into it, is just sort of pose a question to our listeners so they can answer in our Discord or on our Twitter or whatever. If you were the one writing four months ago, think of the four months that occurred from Kirby Plaza till now, what would you have focused on? Would you have kept the same things? Would you have swapped some characters around? What did you want to see that you didn't get to see on screen? I have a, I have an idea. I think I'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Okay, because I was like, I mean, everyone knows what I'm going to say, and I'm going to fight for it in a small way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, look, he doesn't even need a whole like thing. He just needs to, like, they can talk about him for a second. But, um, no, it's just, it's interesting, because I'm, I'm of two minds about it. But we'll get there, possibly at the ep- end of the episode, where my answer is kind of like a they didn't need to do a four months ago, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm I kind of... Kind of yeah. on the same page as you, so... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, with, with exception, they didn't need to show a lot of this stuff. Like, yeah. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the one who kicks it off this week. Let's, uh, let's, let's get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> let's go back in time, but not quite yet. Woo! Yeah, because exactly. there's no literal time travel in this episode because Hero's not in it. So yeah, yeah, not really. Uh, we start the episode as we like to do with the end of the last one, where Peter is like Caitlin and he's <laughs> trying to get back, and he throws his little lightning bolt at like a noise. Adam comes around the corner. What the hell, Peter? Adam's like, oh, you don't remember? All right, the Haitian got to you, and it's not going to be a problem, Peter. You can get your memory back real quick. You're like me. You can heal. And Adam's like, all right. You need to think about what matters most to you. And what does Peter do? He pulls the photo of him and his brother out of his pocket. <laughs> and Adam's like, okay. Yeah, that his name is Adam. Or not, wow. <laughs> Adam's like, his name is... <laughs> Off to a roaring He's like, start. the person who means the most to you is me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, thank you, precious. Yeah, no. He points at the photo and he's like, that's Nathan. That's your brother. Nate, and then Peter's like, Nathan... Nathan, and he gets like a flashback. Woo. 
kind of a little light show of him like going through season one in a way. Mm-hmm. And we see Nathan and Peter in the air right after, right in like the end of season one at the finale. And Peter's like, just let me go, Nathan, drop me. You can fly away. It's fine. And Peter's like, explain he can't fly. He's holding, using everything to hold himself back. They manage to break apart, but not before Nathan's like severely burned. And then Peter explodes below him. So Nathan didn't take the brunt of the explosion. And Peter is able to swoop down and catch him. And they fly off. And that's it for that little... So that explains how Nathan survived. Yeah, it's very literal. Like, this is how they're both alive. Mm -hmm. Even though clearly Peter just exploded and is is fine. So it's not that much... (laughs) He's okay. It's not not that much of a shock. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. But Nathan was the one everyone was like, how did he... He Mm. can't... He can't can't heal. heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. He just, yeah, he got like two face makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, ouch, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get a little short snippet of a scene where we see Nikki and Mike at a hospital in New York, and a doctor comes out and lets them know that that bullet barely missed an artery, but DL survived his surgery. So, hooray! DL hooray. lived. Yeah. That's not how he ended up in that grave that we know he ends up in. No? Hmm. We'll get more into that later. <laughs> we sure as fuck will. I can't wait. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell. <laughs> so instead, we get a four months ago flashback to Maya and Alejandro. And we are in the Dominican Republic, and we get to see a wedding. Alejandro just got married to some chick we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And Maya is looking not very happy about it. And we find out that... um Alejandro got married to this woman after just knowing her for four months. And she's like, we never needed a family then. Why do we need one now? So she kind of sulks off all sad. And she kind of finds the bride making out with her ex, who Alejandro invited to the wedding. What a sport. That's what you want to call it. (laughs) So she's making out with her ex and Maya's like, oh my God. And they're like, shut your mouth. And so the ex... He gets physical with her. He does. He starts to choke her, and that triggers her power. Her eyes go black, she's crying, and everyone just drops like a stone. And she, like, walks out of the little uh, place where she was at, and outside, and sees all of the wedding guests, like, on the ground. And she's like, oh my god, Alejandro. But sure enough, he's the only one still standing. And Miles all like, I did this, I killed them all. (laughs) Dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I am going to first of all say, I didn't mind the Mayan Alejandro of this episode. There isn't very much in here. It's like this and a scene at the end. And that's just, you find out why they're running. And it's like barely anything in the episode. I don't have much of a problem with it. My thing is, I feel like this, it it easily could have been a couple lines of exposition uh, Mm -hmm. told to another character and not actually seen. Mm -hmm. Um... Because this goes into what I'm going to say at the end, like I uh, alluded to earlier, I don't feel like this needed to... I don't feel like four months ago in its current form needed to happen at all, so... I do agree with that. Mm. But I don't mind it because I don't think there's very much in the episode. I remembered there being more in the episode of them, but... (sighs) Me too. No, there was not very much of them in the episode. They do get a deleted scene, but yeah. it, It gives you the sense of how big the thing was that she did, um... Which is pretty dark, because there was all different kinds of people there. There were, like, kids there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just straight up killed all of them. 
Because she ran away before Alejandro could do his thing that he doesn't even know he can do. Yeah, he doesn't know yet. <laughs> so they're just dead. Which, yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, It's pretty brutal. Tomasidio, indeed. <laughs> Killed at least a hundred people. Take that, Gabriel, with your <laughs> pussy-ass body count. Yeah, I was going to say, she might have a higher body count than him. I dare say she does at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly. <laughs> All right. So we go back to Peter and Nathan. Peter rushes into a local hospital holding Nathan. Uh, they both look rough. And that's not including the wig on Milo's head right now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Remember that fucking wig? It was yeah. so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he immediately deposits Nathan onto an empty gurney as the staff arrive and they rush him away. He says, "What well, you know, do whatever it takes to keep him alive. And a cop comes out and he's going to question Peter about, you know, motion vaguely all of this. But Peter goes invisible and he runs away. He reemerges further away, and he instantly gets zapped and taken down by little Miss L. Bishop. And Bob walks out right after, just like, Ugh, did you have to use the full blast on him? And she's got this, like, little psycho glit in her eyes, and she's like, he can take it. Woosh heroes. <laughs> um, yeah. I just love Bob just right there with her, because... She needs the babysitter. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, When we come back in, we see Peter. He's still out of it. And Elle's messing with him. And Bob's annoyed. And he's just like, he's not a toy, Elle. And she's still got that little look in her eye. And she's like, he could be. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) God, their whole interactions are just, they're a delight. I'm sorry. I love her little, like, doesn't know how to deal with people bit with him. Um... She gives him a little zap, and it freaks him out, and it wakes him up right away, and he, like, kind of jumps off of the couch that he's on, and he's like, where am I? Bob says he's someplace safe, and we know he's in Bob's office, and Peter asks about Nathan, and Bob assures him they have the finest doctors in the world working on him, but his situation is dire, and Peter wants to know, like, you know, who are you? What are you doing? You know, what, what am I doing here? And Bob's like, I'm an old friend of your parents, and he's like, hey, man. Nathan almost died. And Elle, you know, she's like, because of you. Like, they're really (laughs) just on the guilt train with him. Because it works. That's what works on Peter. And they're just like, hey, it's not like it was your idea to go nuclear and take out half of New York City. Like, hey, you know, it wasn't, like, a malicious thing you did, but you still tried to do it. (laughs) And Bob's like, hey, so as long as your abilities are in control of you, you'll always be a hazard to yourself. And Elle keeps touching Peter, and he gives this great, like, oh my god, quit it face, which is, like, wonderful. He's just all scrunched up, like, ah, stop. (laughs) And Peter's like, if I could turn these abilities off, I would, which, okay, sure, I doubt that. Um, I I don't believe that for a second, Mr. Dreamer. And Bob's like, no, or Bob or Elle, who says don't worry, we've done that for you, Elle? Elle does, yes. Elle does, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like, don't worry, we've done that for you. And he tries to do the old classic moving a glass of water thing, very Siler, and nothing happens. And we pull back to reveal that's because the Haitian's been awkwardly standing in the room the whole time. (laughs) Which I love. And they're like, well, our friend here, you know, is helping out with that. And they're like, it's okay, Peter, we can help you go back to a normal life. And Bob tells him 30 years ago, 
we had to shut down research on a vaccine that could turn off your powers. <gasps> it's the Shanti virus. Oh, no. <laughs> and due to recent events, we have reinstated that research. And we're very close to finding a cure for you. And they're all like, you'll never have to worry about hurting anyone you love ever again. It's, it's just telling him exactly what he wants to hear, exactly how he wants to hear it in this moment. Mm-hmm. And so Peter's like, how long until it's ready? And they're like, yay, good. And literally Elle like, does like, she's like, good. And she's like, you're making the right choice. And Elle practically jumps into his lap. And I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, she does. It's all, it's all very like, oh my God, like down girl mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole time with them. Yeah. So any, any thoughts about this little fun moment in Bob's office? What do you think was the moment that made them restart it? Was it Siler? Was it discovering that Mohinder was the antibody? I think just pure theory. I don't think they ever say what, but like you know, no, pure of course theory. they don't. Um, well, probably Siler would probably be a big part of that because mm-hmm. you got to think they tried to handle them in Texas and they couldn't, and so it's clear that this guy is a, a, a big, huge threat to the level of which they need to use something drastic. And I think Mohinder's blood being an antibody was just a happy coincidence. Yeah, um, I agree. I know that they don't want to kill Siler, but you know, if they if they try to control him and it fails, well, you know, because how convenient that Molly also had the virus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, convenient. Yeah, I, I think it had to have been it had to have been Siler, or yeah, probably probably him. It's got to be because. Not only is he dangerous, which, you know, we've been new, but it's like the lie Adam says later about how he wanted to go public. <laughs> Siler's the kind of thing you can't keep secret forever, and he doesn't care. He'll, he'll do shit in front of people. He doesn't care. So, he's dangerous in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he would, he would, like, you know, I don't know, throw a car in front of a group of people. Like, he does not care about bystanders seeing him. And that's really bad for something like the company, which is so obsessed with its secrecy. Yeah. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. Is that what you think? Yeah, I agree. It probably was Siler. I figured it was one of those two things, but it's like Molly's just like having it was too convenient. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. she got a nice little beep injection. She doesn't have any Entirely. parent to say no. God, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want to get into the nuts and bolts of that, it's entirely possible they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's what occurs with... Peter and Ellen Bob, uh, then we go over to Nathan's hospital room where Angela is. She is horrified at the state of her son. And, well, obviously her hand in getting us all there to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think is a lot of what her reaction is in that moment. He rasps out Peter's name and she says he's missing, you know, the Coast Guard, they're searching the ocean for him. And he is burned to fuck as he lifts his hospital bed up to see himself in the mirror. And it's like, oof. It's not good, buddy. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. look so... You look really, really haggard. Extra crispy. It is amazing that you are alive in any way. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, just a quick little moment with uh, Angela and Nathan. Explains his, like, hatred of mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) Sure does. Sure do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the trauma he went through, he would always see that, even if he's fine now, at least at first. So shall we all move on to good old Nikki, Micah, and DL, the Sanders family? 
So Nikki and Micah are seeing DL in the hospital. And a doctor calls her away. And Nikki's like, you know, I know um, we don't have insurance. And he's like, oh, no, it's it's all been taken care of. You don't need to worry about that. And she's like, well, who would have... And who should roll up? <laughs> but Bob. <laughs> and he's like... She's like, do I know you? And he's like, call me Bob. She's all like, why would you cover my hospital bill? Or my husband's hospital bill? And he's like, did you see the paper? There wasn't a mention of anything that happened last night in Kirby Plaza. Not even Linderman. <laughs> <laughs> and he explains that Linderman made a mess of things. And he's here to right the ship. She's all like, okay, that's fine. But, you know, I've got control of everything now. And he's, he's like, you know, I'm not sure if Jessica is gone. Because we've seen this before, that powers like this will sometimes cause these personality breaks. And even if you think Jessica is gone, who says a new one won't manifest? Ugh. And he's like, we want to bring you to a program to help you cope with this and, and your power. And so Nikki's like, what's the catch? And he's like, well, the catch is you have to leave your family in order to enter it. But if she doesn't want to enter the program, they do have medication that they're like kind of in the works to do. That she can use at home, but there are side effects. Two, like, one guess of what Nikki's going to pick <laughs> at this moment in time. Right. So that's part one of our Sanders family. Any comments so far? Um, just real convenient how they're like, oh, sometimes another personality can happen. And <laughs> I, I groaned when he said that, that's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just setting us up for that. As though it didn't come out of fucking nowhere. So. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so we now go down to Peter. And Peter's getting a haircut. Bye wig that we were making fun of for a couple seconds there. <laughs> Goodbye emo bang, rip. <laughs> rip emo bang. He's getting his nice <laughs> short haircut that he uh, has that we've seen him in. Mm-hmm. And he's holding pills in front of him looking at him. And Elle explains, you take them every day and it'll dampen your abilities. And Peter's like, he's like the guy in the office. And I was like, yeah, we'll call them Haitian pills. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes them. And she like is like, good boy. And like leaves the room giving him a little shock. <laughs> and he's like, that hurts. And she's like, oh, you'll get used to it. And then you'll start to like it. Like, <laughs> okay, Elle, all right. Oh, <laughs> she's so great. And, um, after Elle leaves, we hear a voice saying, hello. And Peter's like, who said that? As if he's just realizing there are the rooms next to him. (laughs) And we get this little pan through the vent, and who should be sitting in an identical room next to him? But Adam Monroe. Kensei. Mr. Takeza Kensei himself. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't think he introduces himself. He just says me. (laughs) When he asks who's there, he just says me. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a long courtship. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean what I said. A few months worth of courtship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a process. <laughs> so this is like Peter and Adam's meet cute. It really is, though. Mm-hmm. So we'll go back to the Sanders family real quick. And we are now three months ago. Bum bum. <laughs> and we are at Micah's birthday, and he's got a Ninth Wonders cake, and he's turned 11. And the whole time that, like, uh, DL and uh, Mike are talking, Nikki is, like, spaced out. Mike is, like, talking to DL. He's like, come on, you know what my birthday wish is. He wants to get a police radio, and he wants to be a superhero. 
<laughs> he's like, we can be like the Fantastic Four. Come on. And DL's all like, all right, you know, hit the brakes a little bit, bud. Uh, DL's like, well, I got a job now, a new job, and I'm going to be like a hero, especially to you. And I know you've wanted to go bowling for a while, so I'm going to go take you out to go bowling. And again, we look at Nikki and she's still like not completely there. And DL and her go inside. Or no, they don't go inside quite yet. They're still sitting at the table, right? Uh, yeah, they're still outside because she has a line to say. Yeah, I think Micah like walks off for a second. Yeah, Micah leaves. And uh, Nikki's like spaced out. And DL's like, the medication's going to take some time to level out. That's what they said. And she's like, I just wanted to smile at my son on his birthday. And Deal's like, I don't want to say things will get better, but things will get better. <laughs> and he leaves because he and Mike are going to go bowling. And so Nikki goes inside and she looks at her pills and then dumps them down the drain. <laughs> That's surely not going to cause a problem later. <laughs> oh, I, I bet it will not lead to tragedy. <laughs> Avoidable tragedy. Oh, boy. Um, it's worth noting the particular character on the birthday cake that he gets. Oh, well, what is it? Well, we haven't seen them yet, and it's the first time we've seen that character, I think. What is it? Well, I don't remember her character's name in the comics, but it's someone whose alter ego we know. (laughs) I'm sitting here like, oh, is it the St. Joan comic? It's, yeah, it's Monica. All right, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, is it the St. Joan? Is that word referring? I couldn't remember her, her character's name from the comic. I was like, it's Monica on his cake. Yes, yes, I got you, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't obviously, you know, gotten there yet, but yeah. No. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to what was on the cake, so. Oh. <laughs> I just thought it was the Ninth Wonders as I was, like, typing away. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the Ninth Wonders with um, that character on it that Monica later inhabits. So. I believe Micah kind of explained it to her a little bit in the show, too. Mm-hmm. Or like she has similar power to her. Yeah, we'll we'll be seeing more of that in the present. Mm-hmm. Not enough, but we will be seeing it. <sighs> Indeed. Um. Okay, so my first thing to say here: Why couldn't the Sanders clan story have been like an Incredibles or a Fantastic Four? That would have been a really interesting take on it for them all to just embrace this stuff. Instead of staying bogged down in the melodrama of fucking Nikki in her mind. Because they were chickens about it? Because this God, show is I supposed guess. to be like, oh, it's all grounded and, you know. Ew, it's so grounded. Like, I just wish that the Sanders clan could have made it to the point in the show where they were just like, fuck being grounded. Like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, it would have been so good for them. DL, I do genuinely enjoy what they, you know, try to do with making him a quote-unquote everyday hero Mm -hmm. later on in the episode, which is fine. But it would have been really interesting to see, like, Nikki and Micah get to do something like that together because it would have saved Nikki from fucking awful storytelling. There. That's all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm mad. I am steamed I think she's fine in the company. Her stuff in the company in these past couple episodes. Yeah, it's fine. And that's what I'm saying is she's better when she's involved in stuff. This, this is not good. Yeah, I just don't and like this uh, explanation and I the writing out of DL, etc. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god. It's really not cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. They had a lot of potential there, you know, that they could have done that. And it would have been really cool because it would have been really different than what everyone else was doing. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
fine. Let's just see where Nikki without her pills goes, shall we? Yeah, well, you're not going right there yet, but... <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Yes, ma'am. God, it... Take us to a happier place, Keisha. I barely gave a shit about this when I first watched, because we were such Siler fangirls and stuff that I was like, yes. blah, blah, blah. You know, but now that we're doing this and we're getting more invested in other character storylines, this is some bullshit what's about to happen to DL, mm-hmm. and I am mad about it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I know, but this is going to be my whole, like, part of the episode, basically. Oh, I, I know, we're going to, we'll, we'll, yeah, I, I have a lot to yeah. say about it, too, still, so. Oh, I know. Yeah. All right, well, back in the other part of the storyline that we're focusing on. The happier place. Uh, <laughs> the only happy place, arguably. Um, Adam's been talking to Peter for that whole month now, but talking at him, really. Because uh, he still <laughs> hasn't really told him his name. And Peter's pouting, and he just wants to be left alone because he wants to sulk in his guilt and he wants to wallow. And Adam's like, hmm, let me guess what happened with you. You were living a perfectly ordinary life until one day you discovered you could do incredible things. And I bet it was wonderful at first. You thought perhaps you could save the world. And then you realize, tragically, that you were dangerous. And obviously he, like, nails it. And um, Peter's just like, hmm, you know, just like, just leave me alone, etc. And (laughs) Adam's just like, Hey man, like you wanna you wanna talk to me about being in here? I'll let you talk to me after a decade. Actually, I'll let you talk to me after three. So we know Adam's been in that cell for at least thirty years. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, huh? That really lines up with something Bob said earlier about a vaccine or or something. It seems to, yeah. Yeah, weird. Huh? Wonder if that'll matter later. <laughs> Anyway, so Peter's just like, mm, I don't care. I'm fine if they leave me in here forever. Just just so wallowing in it. And uh, Adam changes tack a little bit. And he's like, you've been through something awful, haven't you? I'm sorry. And it really gets at Peter, you know, that he's there for him. <laughs> and he's like, I'm Peter. He tells him his name. It's been a full month Adam's been working on this guy. And he's like, hello, Peter. It's nice to meet you. I'm Adam. And it's so great because these regens, they can respect the long game because they got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. And Adam is our first real example of what Claire should have had. <laughs> um, but something that gets brought up later often with her and Siler, too, is that healing can potentially make you immortal. So yes, it, Adam is our first real example of, no, this guy has been around for a real long fucking time. And that could happen with other characters, too. Which is an interesting landscape to live in. I also liked how his little allegory of like, oh, this is your story, Peter, was basically his story. Oh, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's not being empathetic towards you. He's just complaining about himself. <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, oh, it's the same old two. song and dance for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. So then... Believe it or not, we zoom forward, and now we're only two months ago from the present, and Peter's chilling in his cell, and Elle comes in, and she is all over him, and she gives him another little shock, and he's like, ah, like he makes this great face and everything, and he's like, okay, not that a fistful of pills isn't fun every day, but it's been two months, and I don't know anything about you. I'm sure there's more to you than the sadistic lightning thing. That's all. Like, what's your story? Like, he's trying to get to know her, you know? 
trying to relate to her. And she's like, ugh, I liked you better when you just laid there. <laughs> That's Elle. That's Elle, everybody, right there. <laughs> like, she wants a toy, not a person, to play with. So, Peter's really trying to get something out of her. And <laughs> can we just with the fact that he negs her to get her to talk about herself? <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, Petrelli? <laughs> just like, ugh. Oh, there was more to you than this nonsense. Like, oh my god. He dismisses her. He's like, oh, you just like to only be in control. And he scoffs at her about it. Sorry I asked. Won't happen again. He nags her and it works. Um, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a pickup artist thing. <laughs> and I'm amazed by that. Anyway... He hands her the empty cup after he takes his meds. And she goes to leave, but then she stops. And she has this whole monologue, which is wonderful and really helps fill in her character. She's like, I accidentally set my grandmother's house on fire when I was six. It caused a blackout in four counties in Ohio when I was eight. I spent my ninth birthday in a glass room with an IV of lithium in my arm. I've lived in this building for 16 years, ever since the shrinks diagnosed me as a sociopath with paranoid delusions, but... They were just out to get me because I threatened to kill him. I'm 24 years old. I've never gone on a date. <coughs> Retcon. Never been on a roller coaster. Never been swimming. And now you know everything there is to know about me. I don't have the luxury of being more interesting than that. And then she bounces away. Because that's how she walks. She bounces. Um, can we take a minute and talk about retconning on Heroes? I really want to. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Um... This is Spoilerville, everyone. Woo, woo. Just watch out. Retconning is the practice, particularly in comic books, they love it, of doing something in a plot line that reverses something we already know to be true. Or straight up negates it. Or it flies in the face of it. So, this show gets real cozy with that right around season three and we're going to see a lot of it um but this really stuck out to me as as one instance of it she said she's never been on a date and yes i know rachel it was an assignment but (laughs) i was about to argue like (laughs) but is she lying it was a date it was a date i think as much to her as anything because of how things you know go forward with that character later she did like him enough um she's put on an assignment with a character we've seen before that we never knew that they met before because it's a total retcon that they met before mm-hmm. the events of all this stuff. Um, so yeah, she went on a fake date, which was an assignment from the company, but she's totally gone on a date before. So, but is that, yeah, I'll say that at this moment in time, when she's talking to Peter, is she in the state of mind where she's thinking, yeah, that was a date or is she like, that was not a date. Um, yeah. Cause she's crazy. <laughs> like, not, not to be like dismissive, but, um, She's not, she's unhinged. That's her whole character trait. Like, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. They, they make a big thing about how she, you know, reacts to people. But, um, yeah, so I would say, like, I, I would have, like, a, I should have, like, a little klaxon I can do when a retcon comes up, because that's a big one to me. Um, <laughs> that whole fucking storyline is a retcon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Retcon yeah, or heroes. That time travel fuckery has weird effects on things it does it's true (laughs) so 
anyway, back to the main story. Uh, she bounces away. And Adam's like, I would be really careful about that one, Peter. I wouldn't be doing that. He said that he caved in a desperate moment six years ago, and he's still paying the price. Think about that for a moment, if you will. <laughs> he tried to screw Bob Bishop's daughter. <laughs> like, how wonderful is that? Knowing, you know, the full scope of, you know, who put him in the cell and why later on. Just the whole thing of like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna do this. And it didn't work, but he really wanted to try, so... Well, what was the desperate moment that he caved into? I don't know. Do they show it in no, the comics? No, they don't. Mm-mm. Oh, sad day. I think he just got real fucking tired of being locked up. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it would have been 24 years at that point. So. Well, it's like, oh, you had someone that like popped in every day to give you your pills. Now you just get them shoved through in an anonymous hole. No one to talk to. Exactly. Because you know? she doesn't even look at him when she walks by his window now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see that in a scene. Um Yep, so that's fun. Just, just, just think about, if you will, you know, the implications of Adam trying to, let's say, form relationships with the children of the people who put him here. <laughs> anyway, so Pete's like, don't worry, I don't want anything from her except the drugs. And he's just like, Adam's like, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting you still believe them. This cure of theirs, they've been days away from perfecting it since I got here 30 years ago. Bob's not trying to fix you, Peter. Peter's in total denial about it. He's claiming that they created this facility to help us. And he's like, you're not in a facility, Peter. Look around. You're in a prison. Don't believe me? Why don't you try getting out? So he's he's challenging Peter in his, in his uh, expectations of the situation he's put himself in. Clever boy. <laughs> Because he knows Peter's not going to believe him if he tells him. He's got to find out for himself. Mm-hmm. That silver-tongued bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thoughts about any of all that? Well, we found out how old Elle is. She said she's 24. 24, 24 minus 6. Season 2. Yep. So, yeah, she'd have been 18. <laughs> Barely legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Bob loved mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Oh boy, you slimy bastard! Yep. yep. No contact now. Enjoy talking to no one, motherfucker. <laughs> Except. <laughs> and then they slipped up and put Peter in there. How dumb could they be? Like, oh my god! Were they that short you on could, cells? You could really go in really long about how stupid of a choice that was for them to make. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right so all right we're still two months ago i think that was two months ago we just read right uh yeah we're still two months ago. we get to see the two months ago sign again because we see angela going to go visit nathan in the hospital and when she opens the door oop who's in there but heidi and so angela's like i'm sorry and quickly leaves the room and then heidi comes out into the hall and joins angela and heidi's like he said it was all a lie and Angela's like, hmm, I take it he told you he could fly and that Peter was a bomb. <laughs> and Heidi's like, yeah, it must be the pain medication. Angela's like, you deserve to know. I try to keep it from you and the boys. There's a dark secret in the Petrelli family. Um, his father had delusions of grandeur and paranoia, and that led to his suicide. And unfortunately, that seems to have passed down to his son. Hmm. And so she asks <laughs> Heidi to keep this whole, like, 
thing he's experiencing right now secret. Keep it private. You know, don't let that get out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, nice to see Heidi again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember, do you remember this? Um, With how handsy she was with Heidi, people wondered if she had, like, some sort of persuasion ability. Yes. She's very handsy with her that whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like some sort of touch-based, you know, compulsion, but... Spoiler, no. (laughs) Spoiler, no. (laughs) That's just how Angela is. (laughs) That is just how she is. Yeah, exactly. It's just a character trait. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't respect people's private like you know their their bubble as it were. <laughs> no, no personal space. Especially when she's kind of and uh, kind of threatening her. So yes, like oh for the boys yeah. for your family we need to keep this quiet. Yeah, for the sake of your family. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remembered there being like a longer conversation she had with Heidi. Yeah, me too. But it was really short. No, yeah. yeah. Misremembering things is fun, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it though? Because it's like, that's how you base so many things in your mind. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's not how that happens. At no, all. no, no, no. I remember there being like a whole longer conversation, but apparently Yeah. Guess not. So <laughs> instead, let's go to Vegas. And uh, we see Nikki practicing in front of a mirror. We, she's going to start working at a car lot. She's, so she's like, how can I put you in a new vehicle today? And DL comes up behind her and he's proud. And he's like, I know those meds would work out. Hmm. <laughs> So DL's gonna go uh, take Micah to school. He's sure she's gonna do great on her first day. And then suddenly, someone behind her talks to her after he leaves. And she's like, he's gonna know you're not taking the pills. (laughs) (laughs) And Nikki's like, go away, Jessica. And the girl's like, who said it was Jessica? And she's got this, like, very, like... The voice! The fucking voice! The baby, like, voice! Who said it was Jessica? The sexy baby mm-hmm. voice. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Remember that Ugh. summer you ran away to L.A. and told everyone to call you Gina? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you're not real. Um, <laughs> so they have this great little back and forth. She's like, oh, you're going to sell cars and I'm going to go back to L.A. to play. Nikki's like, I'm in control. If I can handle Jessica, I can handle you. And she's like, well, then why aren't you taking your meds, smiley face? <laughs> God. And we get a camera turn, and whoop, Nikki's trapped in the mirror. And we see see her walk out of the room, taking her coat off, all like, teehee, I'm gonna go to L.A. now. This fucking idea <laughs> angers me so... It angers me so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who said it's Jessica? God, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'll give you a moment. I have nothing to add to this because I have everything to say later. Yeah. Like, I, nope, I have plenty to say about okay. that. Okay, so. all right. So why don't you... Except for that she traps her really fucking easily for having just popped up, huh? So. Yeah. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Thought Nikki was stronger than that. <sighs> okay, show. Sure, why not? I mean, it's like they were just looking at the time and they're like, oh, we, we gotta get this this crappy thing we're about to do going, so... Mm-hmm. Tick-tock. Yeah. So, why don't we go back to a happier land, Keisha? <laughs> Take us to a happy place. Just, just, just has me lead on a lot of Peter stuff, so I don't scream the whole time. <laughs> um, sure. So Peter decides to try to take Adam's advice and decides to 
try to negotiate a visit with his family with Bob. And that's immediately what we cut into. And Bob's like, yeah, sure, of course. But, you know, not right now. And Peter gets really defensive about it because, you know, they don't even know he's alive. That's very true. And Bob's like, I could let you go. He's very like, come on now. Like the whole time during this first part. <laughs> like, I could let you go and you could explode again and blow up half the East Coast. Chuckle, chuckle. And Peter just is not taking this. He's like, fine, just dose me with the Haitian pills then. God, like I'll come back before they wear off. And this time Bob says no and you can hear the tone of his voice changing. And he's a lot less good natured about this request. And Peter's like, well, they can send someone out with me. You know, L maybe. And all the ways in which Bob refuses that are amazing. Like, we could talk for five full <laughs> minutes about all the different no's and what each different one means when he says that. <laughs> like, no to that. No to it being L. Mm-hmm. Like, just so great. And uh, I love Steven Sobolewski. He's amazing on here. He really is. Very much so. Mm-hmm. One of the best additions to season two. By, by far. Agreed. And so he's like, nope, to that. And he leaves and locks the door and strolls away. And he's like, I'm never getting out of here, am I? Is what Peter says. And he strolls right by at himself. Doesn't even glance at him. <laughs> he's just part of the furniture. Oh, I love that as a choice. And Adam's like, huh? Suddenly the room starts to feel like a cage. And Peter is just real frustrated. He's like, if they're not going to help us, then why are we here? And Adam's just real chill. And he's like, well, to keep us from being out there. And Peter's like, why? Because we're dangerous? He's very aggro in this scene. And he's like, no, Peter. It's because we could save the world. And he tells him that years ago, he tried to take his abilities public. I thought that if everyone knew that my blood had curing powers, I could help. And he knows just what to dangle in front of Peter in this moment. And Peter's just like, that's why they put you here? And Adam's like, if it were possible to kill me, they would have, I assure you. Instead, I'm locked up in here when hmm, I could be out curing your brother. Just a small amount of my blood could help to heal him. And his pain, even after everything you've put him through. <laughs> and so he's just, he's keeping, he's keeping the sort of Damocles that is guilt over Peter's head. Oh, this son of a bitch, he's good. Because then after that, Peter's like, so how do we get out? <laughs> oh, all the months of work have, have led to this. <laughs> it took him a month to crack, but now, you know, he's got his number. Mm. <laughs> he sure fucking does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the stuff with them. It's the only thing worth, like, <laughs> keeping in this fucking episode. <laughs> um, and not even just being shippy. I'm just like, I have an idea about how they could not have had this episode, but still have included that. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been really easy. Um, anyway, so let's give this moment the due it deserves. Okay. So we go over to DL, who is a firefighter now. This is what he meant when he said that he could be a hero to Micah. And this is him being an everyday hero kind of gig. And, uh, you know, there's a massive fire in this house. And there's, you know, this woman who's like, my little girl's in that house. And so he runs back into the burning house to save her. And he helps use his ability to get him out. Because, you know, he can face through stuff. So he's hard, harder to burn him. And apparently, the little girl he saves is a very tiny, a little tiny, Kiernan Shipka. Who a lot of you might know as Sabrina Spellman on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Or 
she was also uh, Don Draper's kid, Sally, on Mad Men. So, hey, what's up? I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't if I hadn't been watching on uh, on IMDb on Amazon because they've got that X-ray thing. And I was like, oh wow, that's cool, delightful. And so, yeah, delightful little fun thing. And so he he really he saves the day and he feels great about it. And Micah is super proud of him afterward. He's like, you really are a hero, you know, just just in a just a regular, down to earth, grounded way. Deal is a goddamn hero, and he used his power, but he did it in a way that, you know, he could continue to have just a regular job, regular life, and still have a son be able to look up to him and still contribute to society, and it's an awesome idea, and we don't get to spend a lot of time with it, because DL is immediately concerned that Nikki doesn't seem to be home yet from her job, and so he goes into her room, and he finds a lipstick message on the mirror, and says gone to LA. See ya. And it's C hyphen ya. <laughs> and I can't. And he thinks Jessica. Because why wouldn't you? And so he goes to try to save his wife. DL as a firefighter is a cool concept. It is. I agree. It's very like, you know, Matt as a cop and Peter as a nurse and later an EMT medic. So. Gee, maybe he dies in a fire. No, he doesn't. Wah, wah. Doesn't. No. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll find out about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure once that is laid on the table, because I believe that's one of the last moments we see all of them. Not quite, but it is when we get up to there. We'll have more to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to have a lot to say. Yeah, so. Okay. Happy place now again. <laughs> it fucking is, man. The good place, if you will. Huh? See what I did? <laughs> <laughs> Mm, mm. I see what you're putting down there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Peter's laying in bed, and Elle comes in the room and leaves his pillows, and she just turns to leave, and he's like, You're not going to give me a little jolt? And Elle's like, oh, You want one? <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of takes her and, like, pulls her out of the bed with him. And he's like, Yeah. Uh, grabs her by her hips and swings her onto the damn bed. Hello. <laughs> Fair point. Bl- flirty young man and he's like yeah it's like you said i'm starting to like it and you (laughs) oh god and they lean in and give each other a kiss and she gives him a little jolt that way and uh peter gets up and goes to take his pills and i was like enough fun for one day (laughs) (laughs) and she leaves him in the cell and peter immediately spits out the pills and flushes them (laughs) and you can hear adam in the wall all right, day five without your meds. Let's, t- let's do this. Let's see if we can do it. Oh boy. So Peter goes up to the wall, and he puts his hands on it because he's going to try to phase through. And takes him a little time, but sure enough, he manages to do it, and he finally gets to meet Adam face-to-face. And it's like, nice to finally meet you. For 400 years, you've held up really well. And Adam's just like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go heal you. Well, yes, I have. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm, thank you. Come on, let's go heal your brother. And together they phase out of another wall of the room. Just dip on out. <laughs> See ya. It's not even like, a, how are we both going to get out? No, he just knows to put his hand on Peter's shoulder and they just walk through the wall. I love that. <laughs> like, oh, gotta go with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've got confidence in you, Peter. Let's walk. My face hurts from how hard I'm grinning right now. <laughs> it really, it actually legitimately Now it's does. the official meet cute, not just the wall meet cute. <laughs> 
400 years and you've held up pretty well. Winky face. Just be gay, Peter. Just be gay. Do crime. Come on. Live your best he life. He will be cray, but he he will be cray. Lol. He will <laughs> He will be gay, but he will not do crime. That's where Peter Damn. draws the line. Damn. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I will not apologize for that either. They have such a great ship, and they have stupid chemistry together, so I'm not sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Get some more of the, those crazy kids coming up. So. <laughs> oh, man. Not enough. Not enough. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did have one more thing to say about the Peter thing. Just about one more thing. Um. Elle pretty much admitted that she was a 24-year-old virgin, so he knew exactly how to play her. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what to do. <laughs> Peter's slick, man. Like you said, he negged her into getting the information in the first place. He did. And then he just, like, Peter sweeps her box. off her feet, literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Nope. Let's her do her weird little zap thing that she likes mm-hmm. to do. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. He had that from beginning to end. He knew what to do. And I don't think Adam convinced him to do anything. I think he formed that plan all on his own. Agreed. <laughs> all right, let's go to Venezuela. <laughs> Venezuela. Woo. Where we see that Maya is a nun now. Cool. And guess who found her in this um, convent? Alejandro. Hey. And he comes up to her and she's like, I knew I couldn't hide from you forever. And he's like, it's time to go home. Everyone wants answers. No one knows how you poisoned them all. And she's like, I didn't poison them. I have evil in me and I can't control it. <laughs> And he's all, you say it's an accident. And she's like, yeah, because you didn't die, did you? Just everyone else. And I was like, well, you're coming home because he brought a police with him. Narc. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you bastard. (laughs) Yeah, be angry about your freaking four-month-old relationship who was cheating on you with her ex on your wedding night. Okay. Oh, my God. Honestly, like, uh, how did they find their bodies? Together? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yeah. And the police officer moves to arrest her, and she's all like, no, you can't, I'm dangerous. And she starts to freak out, as we've seen Maya do before. And her eyes go black, and people start to drop, except for Alejandro. And he takes her hands, and he calms her down, and absorbs the black, and that's kind of like the realization that, oh, he's part of this too. He can keep her in check. Mm. And he's like, it's true. Let's get out of here. And they flee. So they're on the run. <laughs> Again, I like it's fine. They don't have very like, much it's in this episode. Fine, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. They could have probably put that all in a comic. Yeah, put it in a comic. Or honestly, I'd be fine with them doing uh, what I say they should do with Peter and Adam stuff, which is they keep it in a regular episode, but they just go like four months ago, like just for them. Like, yes, just be like, how these guys meet? How this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could have other stuff, you know, in the present day. It's like how they're, you know, hopping all over with, like, hero stuff. You could do that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And then they could just choose to not do this next thing entirely. <clears throat> <laughs> all right, let's 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 go to the bad place. <laughs> we were always in the bad place. Don't you watch that show? I know you don't. <laughs> I don't, but I know the... I, I know, I, mean, I know, yeah. I know this is the bad is. place. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Alright. Alright, bud. Okay. I believe in you. <laughs> if you want, I'll just read my notes about it and then I'll get into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate Gina. I hate everything it represents. 
I hate what happens to DL because of this bullshit. DL walks into a club where Gina is partying with some scumbag. He gets into it with said scumbag. Tries to punch DL. DL phases the fist. Gina looks at the photo that DL was waving around being like, have you seen this woman? Snaps out of it, I guess. They go to leave. They walk out together. Then DL gets fucking killed by said scumbag. That's how DL dies. Mm-hmm. It's not with the Linderman thing. Nope. It's not being a hero in the fire. Nope. It is following this bullshit story thread that they straight up just introduce in this episode to lead to this point and to remove Nikki from needing, feeling the need to be with her family so she can be with the company later. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. And it is absolute crap. Leonard Roberts was a very charismatic part of this story. It would have been wonderful to see DL past his like season one, you know, felon on the run storyline. It would have been wonderful to get to see him use his power more to be a father to Micah more. But instead we invented this to get rid of this character. We come up with some bullshit third personality for Nikki to have that comes completely out of nowhere. It is fully introduced just in this episode and only used in this episode. And then they use that to kill DL, a lead main cast member on the show. A death that, frankly, they could have just mentioned in passing and it would have hurt less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they didn't want DL in the picture for Nikki to go down the way she goes. Right. But I could suggest to you right now a way that he could stay alive and she still could do it. Mm-hmm. She gets the offer from Bob. They're in the hospital. She's like, okay. Talks it yep. over with said family. <laughs> goes and does it. And DL then, instead of staying in Las Vegas, takes the storyline to New Orleans because arguably his sister died in um, Hurricane Katrina. Yes. That's exactly what happened. He goes down there so Micah can not only meet his family members, but so he can help support the other two, his nephew and niece. Yeah. And then you get a superhero team, not with Nikki, DL, and Micah, but with Micah, DL, and Monica. Yeah. Which would have been sick. Hell yeah. And the the kind of thing that would have been really awesome to see someone coming in and helping this community that his family lives in and was so affected by this horrible thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But no, this is what we get instead. Because I feel like that they're in a point in their relationship with what we've seen in season one where he would have been like, you need to get the help that you need. Yes! Go do it. Yes, he has been nothing but loving and supporting of her. Like, when she's struggling with the pills, he's so good with her. He's willing to be patient. He doesn't get mad at her for being a zombie at Micah's birthday. No. That's not who he is. Yeah, no. It's fucking bullshit. It honestly, it feels like something that, you know, the writers were working on it. And then they were like, oh yeah, how did DL die again? I don't know. Let's say that fucking, eh, let's say Nikki got another personality. And then that personality was some sort of weird, like sex baby club goer. And she goes into a fucking skeezy club. And then, uh, I don't know. Guy tries to get in a fight with DL and, uh, DL phases it. Cause you know, he's got powers or whatever. And then they go to leave and then he fucking kills him. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's such, it's so thrown off. It's such an afterthought. 
yeah. to this character who could have been, as you said, so much more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, yeah. it, it just Sucks. goes to show the impact of a rewatch. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. The first time I saw this, I was like, yeah, it sucks, but whatever. Now it's like, no, this is so unbelievably wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong answer. Because, you know, we were fangirls at the time, as you said earlier. Yeah, we had our, you know. Yeah, we weren't focused on the storyline because it was boring in season one. Mm. And that's not who we were focused on. Yeah. It's upsetting. I'm upset about it. It's upsetting. And then what they do is they use this, as I said, to open the door to where Nikki uh, winds up. We see uh, the funeral. Mm -hmm. And this is how we chronologically first see Damon, Monica, and Nan. They're at the funeral and it opens the door to how Micah ended up with them. And Bob shows up at the funeral with a very like slight, but apparent, I told you so kind of look. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, Nikki gets drawn into working for the company and it could have gone in a much different way. And the way you pitched was a lot fucking better than what we just had to watch. Yeah. Because it would be another thing if we still had to see her struggle with this third personality. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But no, they literally invent this for this one fucking thing. And that's it. Because we could have seen that struggle happen at the company. Yeah, we could have seen the struggle happen at the company. We could have seen glimmers of this other personality in season one, maybe at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. No. No. No to this. (laughs) I hate it. I agree. I agree. I was like, that's like I said, I left with wanting a lunch and I left with a snack. Yep. And a nasty, like, a really terrible tasting soda. I would say a full-on bout of food poisoning. Yeah. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So. (laughs) Don't eat at that restaurant. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's uh, it's unacceptable. Like, I could carry on for a while about this, but I mean, I don't think we should, but I agree. No. Well, it's part of a larger problem on the show that we're going to have to address. Yeah. At the end of season two, probably, or maybe even season three. But we'll get there. We will. We will. Because I, when we before the rewatch and when I um, when we were starting to get into season two, I thought like I thought he got killed in the comics from a fire thing, and then suddenly one day I was like, wait, I remember how he died. Oh my god, this fucking. (laughs) And then I remembered he got like shot right like this, and I was like, well, maybe he was in between Nikki and like the other guy. No, he wasn't. All right. So, let's go to the happy place again. <laughs> the good place. Um, ah, the frozen yogurt and the shrimp are wonderful. See, that was a good place, Russ. <laughs> so, Peter and Adam walk into Nathan's hospital room, and Nathan is asleep. And Adam's like, I've taken care of everything. Plane tickets, money, and now this. And you can see him, like, rolling his sleeve up. And Peter gets up to Nathan. He's telling him he's so sorry, because he gets to actually, you know, fully see his brother right now after it's been, like, four months. And he's still in the mm-hmm. hospital. And we see Adam move around the bed and he's injecting blood into the IV bag. He's like, we don't have time to find out if it works. They'll be looking for here for you here because, you know, you love your brother and they're going to know where you're going to go. Yep. So they turn to leave and Peter's like, look, it's working because he can see Nathan already healing. And Adam's like, yeah, that's good. Let's go. <laughs> and we also see Peter stop. And take one of take the photo that he has now with him with him and Nathan because it was sitting on in the hospital room for Nathan to look at. So Peter yoinks that. 
we get to see them exit the hospital. Adam's talking. He's like, all right, you know, we'll meet up here, da 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 And before they can get too much into it, who's there but Ellen the Haitian? And Adam's like, we gotta run now, and he tells them the address to get to, up in Montreal. And Adam runs and gets shocked by Elle. Peter runs, <laughs> he also gets shocked, but his shirt gets set on fire. <laughs> and, um... It's the most important backstory. Yes. His shirt gets set on fire and Elle decides she's going to chase Adam down and the Haitian goes after Peter. So as Peter's running, he sheds his on fire shirt and they're running through shipping containers. The Haitian corners him in one of the containers and slaps the handcuff on him and then cuffs him to the container. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. And Peter's like, you take me back. I'm just going to keep escaping. And the Haitian's like, oh no, I'm not taking you back. You deserve a better fate. Your mother helped me, and I'm going to return the favor. So the Haitian gives him his necklace, and he puts his hand on his face, and he takes his memories. He's like, go with God, my friend, because he thinks Peter deserves a better life without this. (laughs) As though that's an option. He gets to start over a new life. And so Peter's freaking out as the Haitian leaves and locks him in the shipping container. And, well, we know what happens next there. Good old Ricky and company get to come in and be like, this isn't iPods. <laughs> Where are the iPods? Yeah. I wonder if someone, like, who who do you think wrote that manifesto to be like, someone's got to, like, you know, try to crack into this case early. What do you mean? I'm sure well, someone put that there was going to be iPods in that container. There clearly oh, never yeah. were. Mm-hmm. So that someone would be like, it would be like, you know, a little honey on it that someone might come and try to steal it from there. True. Or get that True. open. Yeah. So so they'd find Peter so he's not going to die in that shipping container. Even though he <laughs> yeah, can't. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm alive somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> Think of how differently all of this would have been if L had chosen to run after Peter and the Haitian went after Adam. Yeah. Completely different. They'd be back in the cell right now. Peter would be <laughs> Peter would be on a different level, strapped down, Ivy in his arm. <laughs> level five. Level five. And they'd five. be like, Don't do this again, Adam, you dumb bitch, and then just keep him in his cell again. <laughs> He's never getting a neighbor again. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, and then oh wow. Do you know what kind of rabbit hole that sends me down? Oh really? Well, think about mm-hmm. it. Think about... Okay, so... Because let's take a minute. They get caught. Okay. Just regular caught. Mm-hmm. Peter, level five. Bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Adam, put back in his cell. Newspaper to the head. Like, no. Bad. So what ripple effect does this have? Well, Peter isn't off on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan is healed. He still doesn't know where his brother is. So maybe uh-huh. his quest to find him takes a shift when... <laughs> He gets to find out that, oop, Peter is actually there. Yeah. So then, okay. So Nathan winds up getting Peter out, because fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. But Peter, I mean, does it does it remain like, and then Peter wants to get Adam out? Like, ooh, do we still end up in the same place, is what I'm saying. I, I wonder if not, just because I feel like Nathan would be like, Bob told me this guy is bad news. But is Peter going to be yeah. like, but you don't know him, and I've met, you know, I've... It's, yeah, it's very that, yeah. How do you know he's telling you the truth? They had me this whole time. 
Yeah, they lied about me. You don't think they're lying about Adam? Because, like, yeah, he thinks Adam's just been given a bum rap. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he still tries to free him. Probably. And then, I don't know, something bad. Because <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt Nathan has to, like, spring Peter out. It's going to be, like, let him go, and then Bob lets him go, or whatever. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Nathan might have to spring him. Maybe. Maybe. Because he's, because he's, you know, clearly shown himself to be a massive flight risk and obviously still dangerous. True, so. true, true. No, I don't know. I'm just like, huh? How very different things are if the people who go after the people switch. Like, nope. Instead, Elle goes no. after Adam, and he still somehow manages to get away from her. Yep. Which springs up a conspiracy theory, I think, for some people. For a revelation that comes in a comic later on. But I actually have a different idea, but we'll talk about that later. So Interesting, Mm -hmm. yes. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, Adam's Adam's good at at, at getting away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's slippery like that. He is. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of worth thinking about. I was like, huh, the story is different, or is it? Only slightly. Only slightly. And then it things push more towards like a season three time period then and then how different does that make things if they're both taken and locked up again for a little while let's say i feel like all right if they get out i don't know how (laughs) i have no idea how adam would convince them to get to where the virus is Mm -hmm. so i don't i think that would have to be off the table but what happens after that i don't know yeah i don't know it's something fun to think about it is it is anyway anyway Goodbye, Peter shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we barely knew you. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you have to mention that they're dressed the same. You have oh, yeah. to. <laughs> they are. It's noticeable. Well, I'm like, what clothing did they have, like, upstairs in the company they could yoink? <laughs> I say in my notes, I'm like, we don't get to see the crimes part, but they do do them because they have money and airline tickets out of nowhere. <laughs> And clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> clothes that are very fucking similar. Anyways. Um, not the kind of thing we've seen Peter in before. That's all I'm saying. No. No, no, no. Yeah, what kind of closet did they did they ransack at the company? Because we see what Adam was wearing when they locked him up. Mm-hmm. Some 70s ass bullshit. <laughs> so how did he like, get from 70s ass stuff to, like, then? How did he know how to get a plane ticket that quick? Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of questions to be asked. So many questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just, I'm taking a moment just in this because I enjoy them, and I I did not enjoy a lot of this episode, so I'm going to enjoy our last moment with them. Yeah. <laughs> like before the it's present. not quite yeah. the last moment with them. Yeah, before the present. Before the present. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell us what happens before we go back to the present, though. Okay, we, one more little thing. Hmm. Is that Angela walks in to check on Nathan and. Oh, Nathan's out of the bed and standing up and looking completely fine. Oh, boy. They just kind of look at each other, and that's all we get. A nice little silent scene of, like, oh. <laughs> and then I think not only is it oh, I think it's oh. Because who does she know who could do that? Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh, boy. It's a great little, yeah, bitch, I'm out. It's a good message. It's not just a manipulative thing to Peter. It's a great message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Adam's back, baby. 
<laughs> then we move forward into a big today, mm-hmm. and we get to hear tick, 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 tick. Because Siler and Maya and Alejandro are on the road. Yeah. And then we get to see Nikki saying thank you to... It's the same footage, though, which is a bummer. It is. They had limited time with Zachary Quinto. I don't care. (laughs) We get to see Nikki thanking Bob, and Bob kind of looks guilty about it because she got, like, virused. (laughs) She's stuck. Yeah. Rip that girl. Mm-hmm. And we get to see the... Ex- Which, after all these shenanigans, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> I'm saying it. Probably. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. We get to see the exterior of the Wandering Rocks pub. And who should roll up in a taxi but Nathan? Hey. He's on the trail of Peter. Little does he know he just missed him. <laughs> Oop. And then we get to see Peter come back to himself and the flashback. And he's like, I remember everything. And Adam's like, good. Then shall we save the world? And Peter just kind of looks at him and smiles because, yeah, Peter's in. Peter's ready. Ah, oh, his little smile. Oh. And then it's to be continued. Da da! Be gay. Do crime. No crime! Be bye, do cry. Still don't cry. <laughs> oh. <right>. Peter's like, <laughs> no crime. <laughs> He's like, some crime. <laughs> Only if it's for the greater good crime. Some crime. <laughs> Be bye, some crime. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, ask me how the Victoria Pratt thing's not crime. Anyway. Um, well. Self defense? I guess Peter's a forgiving man. <laughs> he sure fucking is. We see it later with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. So four months ago, there that is. Yeah. Interesting contrast between the L we see now and the L we saw in Ireland. Yes. Where she's very much more like hee-hoo-ha in this episode than she was in Ireland. On her own. Yeah. Way more of like, I don't know, cartoony? Mm-hmm. Um, at times. Like, she's real over the top mm-hmm. in, in how they write her in this episode. She's like a demented little sex kitten, you know? Yeah. And, uh, she, yeah, her, her characterization kind of does that. It kind of bounces all over the place. But, yeah. She likes, she likes a Peter. She, she does. Wants she wants a Peter. She wants to. She wants a toy who is a Peter, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. So before we get into talking about what you'd like to have seen instead of this, mm-hmm. let's do the quick. Let's quickly go through the deleted scenes because they are very quick. <laughs> they're so quick for the episode. They're, they're like barely worth talking about, frankly. But we're gonna they do exist. it. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do it. So the first one is Happy Birthday, Micah, and it is just the cut beginning of the birthday scene where we get to see Nikki with the cake and taking her pills before going outside to sing Happy Birthday. Very quick, just establishes she's taking pills. Yep. Not much to say. No. Second one... (laughs) I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) The second one is a cut scene from, like, the middle of the episode where we see Maya run into a church, and Mm. she's like, I can't run anymore, and she's crying, and a nun comes up to her and is like, there's no need to cry, he's cried enough for us all talking about Jesus. And she gives her a little kiss on her head, and it's kind of like establishing why Maya became a nun or is hiding there. Mm-hmm. 
And then the last scene, which is the more meat, the air quote meatiest of the scenes. As most of the Nathan ones have been this, this season. Mm-hmm. Is I'm not okay. Do I look okay? And it's a one month ago, Nathan, who's going through physical therapy and he falls as Heidi and the kids come in. And one of his kids is like, are you okay? And he gets like completely pissed off and he's like, do I look okay? <laughs> and he throws like a huge hissy fit. Goodness. And, um, he's like, tells them all to get out. And instead, one of his kids runs over and hugs him and says he loves him. And the kid leaves and we see Nathan crying on the floor. So, yeah. Those were the lead scenes. I see where they're cut. <laughs> I mean, they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't really add anything special to it. Like, it's cool to see Nathan for like a second, but. For the Nathan thing, it would have established why the marriage fell apart, but it also, in the episode, makes Nathan seem a lot more vulnerable, or it doesn't seem like he's up at all. Yes. That's true. Like, we've only seen him in the hospital bed. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, uh, just little bits, yep. Yeah. Nothing crazy. No. Now, Keisha. <laughs> yes, hi, hello. What would you have done instead of having a four months ago? Um, okay, so first of all, I wouldn't have done a four months ago. Mm-hmm. I would have relegated the Maya and Alejandro stuff to either a quick flashback in episode or comic. I feel like a comic would have been just fine for them. Um, you, you really nailed it with that. Uh, the Peter and Adam stuff, they easily could have fit into a regular episode in the present. Mm-hmm. It could have been like, this is how they met. This is, this is what Adam did to ensnare Peter. And this is how Nathan got healed. Bing, bang, boom. You know? Um, which, yeah, they could have multiple times went to it. Like, you know, two months ago, three months ago, whatever. They could have just did it for them in the space of a regular episode instead of devoting this whole hour to them and other people. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Gina thing never should have happened. But uh, at the same time, it's like, okay, so if they did that, is there anyone else who could have benefited? Let's say I have full cast availability. Okay. I'm going to say that right now so you don't keep yelling at me about, mm-hmm. about certain people. But um, I don't even need to see him on screen. I think it would have been really cool if we would have just gotten the perspective with, like, Bob and new Candace, you know? Just, like, talking about him. Like, showing this other thing that's happening during this time. Don't even need to see him, you know? Um, just talking about how that was another big thing that happened after Kirby. Like, where the fuck is he? And what's happening? And just getting a little more information about that. Or, like I've said in other episodes, seeing, you know, Matt and Mohinder become closer mm-hmm. would have been great. That would have fit the timeline. I don't understand why we couldn't have seen that. I'm more on board with your Matt and Mohinder than I am with the Siler. I'm fine with that. <laughs> like, I'll be in my little rowboat alone. I'm fine with that. From seeing, you know, from the rewatch, I'm like, there's not much to fill in. She kind of fills him in. Like, I drug you off Kirby Plaza. I I agree. We're here. He doesn't have anything to fill in for those four months. I agree. But it would have been just like a fun little nugget to be like, how's the Siler project going or whatever. That would have been like, fine to, yeah, Bob, have Bob have a little phone yeah, call. Yeah, see Bob talk about it. I'm Yeah, fully company perspective. I don't even need to see Quinta lying on like a gurney or anything. Mm-hmm. I just thought it would be fun to have Bob check in. Even a phone call would have been cool. Yeah, an Easter egg would have been fine. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like an Easter egg. I'm not asking. I want another appetizer. I'm not asking for a whole like dessert. I just want... Like a delicious plate of onion rings. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. Can you tell I haven't had dinner <laughs> yet? So. 
Because, yeah, I wouldn't want to see... I don't think I need to see anything for the Bennets. No, that's... What, are you going to see them, like, you know, get their shit together and, like, move a cow? Yeah, that's not necessary. Um, um, yeah, the Matt Mohinder stuff would have been interesting. And Molly, you know. Matt Mohinder and Molly. How does the House of M come to be? That would have been worth screen time that other things had this episode. Mm-hmm. I would have put hero stuff that comes in the next episode in this one. And his revelations that he comes across. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Yeah. I would have kept all the time travel stuff together so we could still get, like, you know, going back in the past mm-hmm. and just move hero stuff over. That would have been fine, yeah. It'd be a nice flip-flop, you know? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. That's that's just my opinion on it, though. I'm sure other people have their opinions on it, and we want to hear them. Yeah, tell us what you would have wanted four months ago. What are your thoughts about uh, the Sanders family? And DL. Because yeah. it's it's true. It's like you do have to look at it and be like, okay, well, Nathan's basically out of commission. Mm-hmm. So we saw what we saw with him. Um, yeah. Bennett's, meh. Nothing really all that interesting there. That would be definitely Easter egg territory to show mm-hmm. them. It wouldn't have moved anything forward. Um, yeah. Fucking, honestly, to me, the more that we say it, the more it's like, House of M. What the fuck? That should have been in this episode. <laughs> yeah. We could have so. seen Janice again. We could have, oh, we could have seen Janice again. <laughs> Sorry, was I not excited enough for you? Um, but no, yeah, it's like how... It's like the first... Uh, it's like the intro to the Odd Couple TV show. Like, how how does a, a cranky geneticist and a former cop... like You know what I mean? Like, how how does this happen? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how does this occur? I'm a former Los Angeles cop, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, how the fuck... Do these two disparate individuals <laughs> come together to raise a young girl? <laughs> like, I want to know. Especially because they, they the way they, they pull into it in the premiere, like, it's been a thing for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just something that just came up a month ago, you know, into the four-month span. Like, this has been a thing for a minute as, you know, Matt was recuperating and all that. How did Matt recuperate? Like, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen that. Because they could have even put a snippet in with, like, Bennett and Mahinder deciding, all right, we're going to do this. Exactly. Like, I understand they were trying to be like, ooh, pullback. You mm-hmm. know, ooh, look who's working together now. Who was, you know, they were diametrically opposed many times last season. But I feel like it would have been much cooler to just see it all come together. Yeah. <laughs> or or you could do something really wild and, and kind of like... Um, there's like a mash episode where you just see from a perspective of a soldier on the line as he, you know, gets wounded and then ends up in the mash. Um, it would have been really cool to um, do something really crazy and have like a company employee be the perspective of everything. Ooh. As shit falls apart and then tries to get back together with like, cause think about it. You got a new boss, right? Cause Linderman Thompson, they're out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So you got Bob stepping back in, taking full control. Like, what does that mean for everything? And you could get to, you know, see little snippets of other things, like, you know, the Peter storyline. You could hear about the Siler thing. Like, yeah, I thought that'd be kind of fun. That would be cool. People would have hated it, but it would have been better than what we got. I mean, they might have. They might not have. Might not have. They might have respected it in a company man kind of way, which is how I'm seeing Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Totally, like, some rando, we don't know, guest starred by someone cool. It's got to be someone Mm -hmm. cool um, who works for the company, you know. And, yeah, that would have been awesome, I thought. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, those are a couple ideas. Yeah. This episode. (laughs) This is the one, like, of season two that I've had so far. 
Yeah, no, 100%. It's just like, eh. The next three are all pretty okay. And 11 slaps. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Parts of 10, but 11 is like, whew, that's a good one. And not just for the Siler and Mohinder stuff, but it is a big part. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> I'll give the socials, since I think you gave them last week. I sure did. So, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B, like Bob Bishop. Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, what have you been tweeting about? Um, well... A little bit about Lucifer, because I've started watching mm-hmm. that, as you know. But then also, uh, I am going to be attempting the 31 Days of Horror again this October. Ooh. So I was talking about that the other night, and I put a list together, and people can see that if they if they want to see it. I, I straight up just have it, you know, it's a link anyone can click on, I don't care. Um, I have to check and see the availability of all the films, but right now that's the list. I'm going to put them into a calendar, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's just a thing I tried to do several years ago, and I, I didn't make it. I made it, like, halfway through the month. But I'm going to try it again this year. <laughs> I look forward to hearing you or hearing about your, your journey through horror. I'm very excited, because the last time I did it, it really did give me a chance to watch some movies that I never maybe would have otherwise, and I really liked them. Uh, and then also some movies that were just trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, we'll see, I, I haven't looked at your list yet. I'll have to go click the link, because I didn't notice you linked it. So, so you can also send us an email. We are at EclipsePod, or not at, but EclipsePod at gmail.com. I want to put at in front of everything. It doesn't work. <laughs> we have... A, we can be found upon. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's hard. At, at. We have an Instagram. Link in the show notes. We have a Discord. Link in the show notes. Come over to the Discord. Answer our questions about this episode. What would you do? What would you have done differently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would you have focused on? What would you have removed? What would you have added? Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Pop on over. Why do the writers hate DL so much? You know, (laughs) just whatever. It's whatever you feel like talking about. It's a casual place. Um, But that's about it. You Mm -hmm. can rate, review, and subscribe at your podcast carrier of choice. (laughs) Yay! We're on just about everything except Pandora because (laughs) they never got back to us. So, yeah. So, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Next time on Eclipsed. It'll have to be better than this one, right? Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) That should be it. You should just use that. I won't even do one.